people, we are all the way up and you know what it is. It's another edition of Boys on the Faction. That's right on Bonafide Radio. But it's a Mamba edition today. And I'm not by myself. I have the founder with me, the father of Jackson and Jordan, GB. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It has it has been a week. It has been a week, but uh, you know what? It's good to be here with my brothers. It's good to be here doing what we do, and so uh, I'm excited. Right. Uh, we're getting ready for uh, Southern Honor next Friday. I'm going to be in at New Japan yeah. this Saturday, so uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a good time. And um, I, you know, I, 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 you know, one of the things. We are very competitive people, and being competitive, getting a win, always feels great. You know, oh, but, but Lord. I don't want to. No, oh, but I'm Lord. not. I, I'm not turning oh, into already. I'm no. I'm just saying, I am still the current faction champion with a pretty. I I I I don't pat myself on the back much, but kind of nailed this Royal Rumble weekend and almost went perfect and I could have but you know it was a good it was a great competition shout out to Ronnell um great great competition but I am happy to uh have a successful title defense under my belt so just had to say that there we go and, you know I I gotta give it to you you know I, I was I was watching your record and into the mud Wait, I missed some of that. Say that again. I said I was watching it, and it just—I mean—it seemed like you were just stomping him like Stone Cold would in the corner. <laughs> it, it felt a little abusive. Well, you know, it's—it I, I, felt good to 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 be able to predict well. Like you know, that doesn't always happen, and I know it can be tricky, and WWE can kind of be tricky, but it was—it uh, was a fun time. So. Yeah, and he did, and he did well, and you know, probably on a different day, um, you know, it, it might have gone differently, but I'm I'm glad to have have uh, come out still uh, the champion. So that's that's you kinda you cool. you basically just said you were unbeatable. That no, day. no 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 you no, just, no you just weren't going down. No, well you know I, I was nervous. I will admittedly say I was nervous. Um, because I had a couple of ways that I thought things could go, particularly on uh, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. I felt so good about NXT, and we'll talk about Worlds Collide, but um, the Rumble, you know, main, uh, 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 main roster WWE stuff always concerns me because they always throw little, you know, twists and turns in there that I thought I would get right and got wrong. Um, but I, I was thankful that you know it, it kind of panned my way. So grateful for you that. Definitely did. It was it was fun. How are you, sir? Man, I am doing really good. You know, right now my house is just overran with one chant, and it's bro, bro, ah, bro, bro. The Matt Riddle chant. Noah yes. to put on. I can't get him to put on a shirt. He won't put on pants. <laughs> He is walking around in tights with nothing else on except a shoulder shimmy and upward palms. Yes. Around. I said, boy, you call me bro one more time. I'm going to body slam me. 
So I love he it. tells me I'm the original Brown. I love it. Brown. I Brown. love it. <laughs> so so for for those, for those who uh, had not followed uh, your social media, you took uh, Young Noah to NXT in Memphis right before Worlds Collide. Uh, how was that experience for you guys? Oh, he loved that more than any Raw or SmackDown that we've taken him to. Wow. It's up there with Royal Rumble. Now, wow. Royal Rumble just, you know, that changed his life. Sure, uh, sure. But it, it's up there with Royal Rumble, and I think it's because we sat on the third row. Yes. So yes. we could hear what the wrestlers were saying. Mm-hmm. We could see... Uh, certain moves connecting. We could see them not connecting. Yeah. Uh, we could see some of the guys moving their arms so hard that the sweat would fling and wow. kind of land on our lap. So, you know, we were we were close enough to get the flu yeah. <laughs> if it was wow. available. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. Those are the moments that, that change your life. I remember going to my first wrestling event as a kid. Um, at uh, It was... At a college, uh, Southern uh, Sullivan County Community College. It was at their gym, and WWE had come there. Uh, this is before WWE had gone, you know, global. And um, mm-hmm. man, uh, my, matter of fact, my little brother, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, was trying to bring him into the ring, and my little brother was too scared to go. Um, oh no! Oh man, I was just like, oh. You know, so it's it just, man, great time. Junkyard Dog and Iron Sheik. And, yeah, I, I remember those moments and uh, going to Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, getting to see Jimmy Superfly Snooker. As a matter of fact, it was in Scranton where my, my uh, middle brother developed his uh, lifelong hate for Tony Atlas right there hey. in Scranton, oh, we go. Pennsylvania. So I knew we wouldn't make it without old Atlas. Well, that's because Tony Atlas refused my young brother uh, an autograph as a kid, which you don't do that. He's a kid. GB, if we called your brother one day live on the show, mm-hmm. do you think he'd, he'd still have a little bit of umps towards Tony Atlas? Let me tell you how I know it to be true. Because we were there the night Tony Atlas was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I had to calm my brother down because he was making such a scene when we were there in <laughs> Chicago. I'm like, you're going to get us kicked out of here, man. <laughs> I can't repeat the chant that he had about Tony Atlas. But uh, it, it had something to do with Tony Atlas isn't uh, excrement. Let's say that. That's what he had to say uh, about Tony Atlas. And he was rather vocal about it. Yeah. So he'd, he'd, give you what, he'd give you what for if 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 we called him and asked him about Tony Atlas to this oh day. Oh, my God. Doesn't like Tony Atlas. So, oh, man. Well, you know what? It's a special show today. We're going to do something a little different before we get into our normal bit. Um, of course, the uh, sports world and really uh, all of America and around the world it has just been gutted with the uh, untimely and unexpected loss of uh, five-time NBA champion Kobe Bryant, who uh, perished on Sunday. And it's just even hard to believe that these words are actually coming out of my mouth. Um, And I know it is a wrestling podcast, um, but we are all sports fans. And I know for sure that two of the three guys here were avid, avid Kobe Bryant and L.A. Lakers fans. So... 
Before we jump fully into today's show, I wanted to start it off by uh, allowing us the opportunity to pay tribute to Kobe Bryant. Um, And I know both of you have uh, heavy love for Kobe from different perspectives. So I'm very intrigued to uh, give you uh, an opportunity to be able to to share that in your own way. Um, Who would like to start? Okay, Uh, Clack, let's start with you. Um, I know he had tremendous influence on you uh, as a basketball player. Talk a bit about uh, the impact of Kobe Bryant to you. Yeah, um, you know, I remember the day he got drafted. I can tell you exactly where I was. I can tell you what I was doing. I can tell you who was with me. And uh, I remember uh, when they traded for him from the Charlotte Hornets mm-hmm. for Vladi Divac. And I thought Vladi to myself, Divac. well, that's a wash. Vladi wow. Divac. I yeah, remember him. And and back then, Vladi was, he was more than above average. Absolutely. Vladi, Absolutely. Vladi and Magic, you know, they were, they were solid together. Vladi mm-hmm. still had some pretty good years left. And uh, they traded for Kobe. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I don't really know what this is going to amount to. But I thought it was cool because he had just came out of high school. Right. And I'm like, uh, I'm probably in the sixth grade or, yeah, about sixth or seventh grade when Kobe gets drafted. Uh, I remember when he went to prom with Brandy. Uh, And then at that point, I thought he was the man. Yeah. He took Brandy to prom because, you know, Brandy was everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody's crush back then. Absolutely. And um, I, I remember... He started to look a lot like Michael Jordan in his style of play um, and really his approach to the game. And all of that was impacting. But I I started to really fall in love with his work ethic because I felt like he and I had some similarities Mm -hmm. because I was trying to chase someone. I was trying to be like Kevin. Mm. And, And I thought, and Kevin's my older brother, and I, I, I looked at those patterns of how he was pursuing greatness and, and chasing somebody that he admired deeply. I just I just adapted it. And then I noticed little things about him. His footwork was insane. And, and the, his attention to detail was crazy. And, and his drive, it wasn't just the highlights for me. It was, it was everything that led up to the highlight. It was the cerebral approach of, to intimidate the opponent before the jump ball even happened. And, and so, you know, it, it just, it just started to shape me. And, um, as, as he started to win, I felt like I was winning mm-hmm. and he started to lose. I felt like I was losing. Mm-hmm. And when he had some accusations against him, I went some move into intercession for him. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I remember praying for Kobe Bryant. This mm-hmm. thing is going to turn for him. And, Whatever has happened is his heart heal and anybody involved. And so it was um, it was a lot for me because uh, I have girls and uh, we are very close in age, very, very close in age. And it, that that whole I'm leaving the house in an aircraft ordeal and not making it home. I said, shoot, I can't even tell you how many times I'm in the air. Wow. I, I don't even know. I'm being aired this weekend. Right, right. 
And right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the original bro with Noah just in case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Kobe, and I'll, I'll let Courtney, you know, talk about maybe the impact that Kobe has had on the world since he has passed. But Kobe has forced, I would say, almost every human being to try to figure out where they are go- where they're going if they don't make it home. Mm. 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 Like the destinations are now inevitable. Yeah. You going somewhere. Right. Now people are trying to figure out where am I going if I don't make it home. Mm. Wow. Wow. Uh Courtney. Um there are a lot of Wednesday shows that I look forward to. This is the one Wednesday show I wanted to skip out on. Because for the first time, I would lend not my words, but I would lend my voice to the conversation of Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe Bryant, uh, as Clag said, you, you got to be from that era. You got to be from the era that went to sleep watching Comic View, and if you woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning, you were watching BET Uncut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it was a certain generation that <laughs> Moesha Brandy was our Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And Kobe yep. took her to the prom. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. Th- thought he was the luckiest man on earth. Kobe joined the Lakers at a young age. Some kind of way, Jerry West pulled off the trade of a lifetime. They brought in Shaquille O'Neal in 97. Magic retired 96 when he played that one stretch of a half of a year. Kobe comes in. They said he's the savior, but he's playing behind a Nick Van Exel and uh, uh, Eddie or Eddie Jones, who was a beast at that time. Kobe yep, sure keeps was. himself busy by signing with Sony Records, living in the basement of one Steve Stout of the Urban Division. And Kobe is on the remix to Brahmi Night song, rapping. Wow. Kobe puts out a little video where Tyra Banks now, who is the who is our secondary Beyonce of the time, is in the video. Mm-hmm. Kobe cannot lose. Kobe's telling our generation, even if you don't go to college, you can win. I've never seen a person more determined to win than Kobe Bryant. Even when we knew that Father Time beat him, he left the game so gracefully that we said he beat Father Time. Because at 37 years old, he was still dominating. Mm -hmm. He was still averaging more than 24 points a game. We saw him carry the likes of a Slava Medvedinka, a Kwame Brown, and say, we're going to be champions. So to be sitting in Dallas in church, my mom FaceTimes me. I don't see the joy to be my mom. I see my mother, who's an African-American woman. She looks pale gray. Can't hear what she's saying. I turn my phone because I want her to see how cool the stage is. She doesn't flinch. I said to myself, something's wrong. Look at the group chat for you guys. Y'all were going in. My phone was dinging. I wasn't shocked that it was dinging. Clack preached a heck of a message that day. John was in uh, Memphis. 
you were hype about Royal Rumble, so that's a normal Sunday for us. Mm-hmm. But I sat down from worship and looked at my phone, and it said Kobe Bryant dies at age 41. I love Michael Jackson. Love Michael. Love, love, love Michael. Love Michael, love Michael. I was just landing on a plane in uh, Chicago when I stepped off in the airport and saw the television that Prince had died. I remember Princess Diana. Nothing compares to the hurt of losing Kobe Bryant. I felt the wind get knocked out of me. I saw myself fighting to stay present in a church service that I knew was good for my spirit, but my soul was broken. Kobe Bryant is the epitome of sheer will, determination, and discipline. Kobe Bryant, of all people in America, of all people across the world, if a helicopter is going down, he's going to figure out the cheat code. He's going to figure, if I turn my body this if I do this thing, I'm going to figure this out. The last year, we've seen parts of Kobe. We've, Kobe went from being this elusive NBA star who was a cold-blooded assassin to over the last year, we saw the charming creative, the, the man who brought his daughter because he wanted to teach her the science of the secrets that he knew. We saw Mambasita coming up in Gigi, and then to hear that his daughter was on the plane with him. I didn't have questions. I don't have questions. My faith is not shaken in this. My hope is not shaken in this, but my heart is definitely broken in this. That's okay. Bishop Jake says we don't run from the pain because it proves that we're human. And so in this moment, as I think about a Vanessa, who's sitting in our home and we don't know how she heard, whether she knew before TMZ or after TMZ, but to know that she's walking in a house and in her closet are the clothes of a man she'll never hug, hug again. Down the hallway is the neatly put together room of a young girl who's both princess and baller that will never walk in that room again. The world feels that pain. I made a decision yesterday, guys. I said, I can be sad, but I cannot live in sadness. Because I felt like I just kept needing to get more information, see more tributes, not for answers, but for closure. But there's a point you can get to where your desire for closure will drown you. I had to come up for air. Mm -hmm. So as you're listening to the sobriety in my voice, because it's still so fresh. I'm choosing to come up for air. When Eddie Guerrero died, had to choose to come up for air. When we didn't know the deets of Chris Benoit, we were broken and watching, we come up for air. Last week, The Rock said, I gotta come up for air. And so in this moment right here, where it feels like it's all over the place, I'm telling you the listeners, whatever, walking through in life, whatever's holding you down, whatever's keeping your focus off for the greatness that's within you and in front of you, you better come up for air. 
you can be sad, but you cannot live in that sadness. So we'll do this show and give it all that we got because that right there is the Mamba way. You go forward. You look for the future. You cheat code and you excel. Kobe and Brian, we love you. There's not much I can add after that. Um, so listen, uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. And we'll tell you what that is when we come back. So in honor of Kobe Bryant, here's music from Show Baraka. This is called Kobe Bryant on him. It's the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. Big lion shout to my mellow, my St. K drama, man. What's good? And this song is ridiculous, man. Continue to serve the Lord with your gifting, but you know your boy had to correct you on one thing, right? Opposition in my face, trying to play the fence. I'm bigger than this dude that don't make no sense. I Kobe Bryant on him. 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 Opposition in my face. Yeah, I Kobe Bryant on him, body slam my flesh Andre the Giant on him, when life throws you curveballs like Nolan Ryan on him Don't give up in the field, huh? Detroit Lions on him When his foes gave Christ the cross, he wasn't dying on him He still extends love to those who would be lying on him Gotta offer my service, yeah, your boy's wildin' on him That's why I pack a punch with my lyrics, yeah, I'm styling on him Sin and lust, no laughing matter, no joke on him That's why I run from temptation, Hussein Boat on but there I go celebrating before the finish line. I find myself repenting again for my pride. Got that four by four community, pass the sticks on them. I hope I can depend on my dogs, Mike Vick on them. I want to be free from slavery, Kunta Kinte on And just please the master, Daniel Sun and Sensei. I'm positioned in my face, trying to play the fence. I'm bigger than this dude that don't make no sense. I Kobe Bryant on him, I Kobe Bryant on him, I Kobe Bryant. On him, chosen to be in his presence, VIP list on him. I got something like Kobe, crazy and amazing on him. Yours is always hurt, yeah. Tracy McGrady on him. Temptation comes my way, I keep a good on him. I ain't trying to master the green, Tiger Woods on him. I'm trying to deliver the word, Bill Gates on him. But they worried about themselves, my space on him. I'm hunted by the truth that even church going youth just want to root for the thug in a thousand dollar suits. Cause he looks fly, and he got a lot of swagger on him But he's gonna die, yeah, pull out the casket for him Then he stands before the throne, Judge Judy on him Then you see your life was mishandled and unruly on him Then you realize you missed the bus, crisscross on him And you ain't the biggest boss, Rick Ross on Opposition in my face, trying to play the fence I'm bigger than this dude that don't make no sense I Kobe Bryant on him, I Kobe Bryant on him I Kobe Bryant on him the NFL, cause I got that newfound love, that's the truth, Emmanuel, I lay him hurt for my 
sins no longer perp When my friends no longer work For the ends, last clerk to lead a gym Cause the Lord is like the glass You can always bank on I like to jump over Kane and Knight to straight crank on I hit the J at the buzzer in this game of Jeopardy Causing the world to stay away from me like I got leprosy I used to run with 8, now I'm running 24 Used to be lukewarm, now I'm full time for the Lord To my defense, I'm still in that 2-3 zone Keep it old school like 45s of Warwick Dion Gives honor when it's due, Romans 13 on We are the champions, rock band queen Opposition in my face, tryna play Vince I'm bigger than this dude that don't make no sense I Kobe Bryant on him, I Kobe Bryant on him I Kobe Bryant on him Apologize to all the Tracy McGrady fans. I mean, he's a wonderful ball player. If you ever hear this song, Tracy, man, I love you. Uh, may the Lord's grace be with you. <laughs> I'm just a Laker man, you know what I'm saying? Cali through and through. You know what I'm saying? I what up? K Drama, man, I love you, dog. <laughs> we are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Kobe Bryant on a by Show Baraka. GB, give us some wrestling news. All right, there was a big it was a big weekend in the world of pro wrestling. We had pay-per-views from the NWA, from NXT, and from the WWE officially kicking off the road. They are pregnant. Imagine this. Babies are Of course, their uh, first child, her and uh, Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson, had their first baby, Birdie Joe, about three years ago. Meanwhile, we know Nikki has always wanted to be pregnant, and now uh, she is, courtesy of her fiancé. And so, uh, shout out to both of them. Any thoughts on the Bella Twins uh, getting ready to become Bella Moms? Uh, yeah, John Cena. You, you really missed this one, buddy. <laughs> wow. What a low blow. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I, I mean, he, but he watched that, this one. But wait, but is that a low blow? He said he didn't want to get married and he didn't want kids. You know, that's the most selfish thing. You When, when you are great, it is your job to leave the world a, a seed for the future of the sport that you love. John Cena love wrestling. Uh-oh. That, what? That, wow! How do you even how do you even connect those dots? <laughs> right. <laughs> he doesn't. Love wow. Okay. Okay. Well, shout out Bella's though. Who's she pregnant by? Um, it's her fiance. His name is Artem, and he has a very complicated last name that I won't uh, attempt to butcher. But is uh, he a wrestler? No, he's actually he was no. her partner from Dancing with the Stars when she was on Dancing oh. with the Stars. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I always knew there was some funny business going on with that show. Oh, Lord. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lord, help us all. They do Have you seen? They're doing all that humping and grinding and moving and gyrating. Wouldn't be my wife up there. Well, well, and it wasn't anybody's wife up there, thankfully. But now Ar- Artem's he, going to ah. He got himself a wife. so uh, I'm not He got mad. himself a wife. I'm not mad at that. Clackman, what are your thoughts on the Bella Twins uh, getting ready to become Bella Moms? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that the uh, the due date is two weeks apart. Yeah. And it's almost like a uh, joining of twins. I don't know if they planned that. Yeah. If they had simultaneous humps and thrusts, who knows? But i tell you what, man, that is one heck of a half-court shot. It, it is. It is. And, and all of us do understand that two-week due dates mean nothing. I mean, they could be born right, the same right. day, you know? So, uh, yeah, I I will say this. Uh, I hop on my soapbox and say I am so happy for Nikki Bella. If you at all watched any of the seasons of, you know, Total Divas or Total Bellas, there was one thing that held true for about six seasons. And that is she wanted to be married and she wanted to have a baby. But she was so willing to hold on to John Cena and at some point even sacrifice the idea of both of those um and i'm so glad that she made the step to step away from john cena and to step away from what she thought she could have to actually get what she wanted and so uh i'm i'm excited for her i am just over the moon happy for her because you know if you are a woman who wants to be married and you want to have a baby um and you're it's one thing if um, biology won't allow you to do it. It's another thing if you're with somebody who's like, nope, nope, nope. And so John Cena, for as, uh, and I won't, I, I had a second I wanted to bash him, but I'm not going to do it. Um, what I will say is this. If you guys have people in your lives that are connected to you, that are trying to stop you from being who you want to be, dump them. Get rid of them. And get with somebody who will partner properly with you, um, and then you can, you too can end up pregnant and and betrothed. So shout out to Nikki Bella, uh, super excited for her. Now with that said, big weekend NWA Hard Times, their latest pay per view came our way this past Friday night. It's already going on record as the most ordered pay-per-view for the nwa since its relaunch which is really an exciting thing for them uh kind of the big news items we had three new champions come out of nwa hard times which includes ricky starks a former guest here on the faction who is the brand new nwa television champion james storm and eli drake are the new nwa tag team champions by defeating the rock and roll express and the wild cards and thunder rosa defeated Allison Kay to become the new NWA World's Women's Champion. Pretty exciting stuff. And, of course, NWA Power uh, aired last night on YouTube and a lot of interesting developments from there, including what's going down with uh, Marty Skrull ultimately getting a title shot at uh, Nick Aldis. That looks like it's going to happen at... uh, Crockett Cup in April. So what are your thoughts on all that's happening with the NWA right now? Because it seems super, super exciting. What do you, what do you think, Clack? Uh, well, dang. The whole thing just died? What the heck? 
Let's try this again. That's awfully weird. Guys? Yeah. Everything okay? Uh, is, is that my internet? Uh, I think so. Wait, is, no. Is no, that mine? No, I don't know whose it was because, like, the entire conversation died. So Mine too. Yeah. It, that's I blame Skype. I blame Skype totally. Um, yeah, that was crazy. So where I was, I was just talking about NWA, uh, the pay-per-view. We had three new champions crowned. Um, and, of course, NWA power last night with uh, Nick Aldis offering a title shot to Marty Skrull, the villain, but on his own terms, um, which will happen at the Crockett Cup in April. Man, what are your thoughts on what's going on with the NWA and what they presented to us this weekend? Hard times! Thing to call a pay because everybody who's a wrestling fan understand the word hard times. Now, you have Trevor Mur- uh, Murdoch there, but there's one thing that counts. There's one thing that counts. And this is why our show needs to be on video. Because I am holding the NWA Television Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. You hear that, people? That's the sound of a champion because our friend of the show, the homeboy Ricky Starks, is the man. Oh, I'm excited about it, man. I don't know. I, I'm interested to hear your take, GB. I don't know how I feel about the Scott Steiner and the Aaron Stevens uh, 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 thing for the NWA National Championship. I really want the NWA get away from old wrestlers because they don't need it when they have a Nick Aldis as champion, especially when he's defeating a guy like a Flip Gordon. So I think it was a great opportunity. I think it was a great uh, pay-per-view. And Clack, uh, I'm interested to see what you have to say because I'm certain that you ain't watched nothing about hard times. No, I, I ain't had nothing to do with that. But I do think that they are putting up a valiant effort to try to catch AEW. They are, they, they are uh, racing they for are. third or second place. Yeah, They are. That's- I, I will say this. The NWA really has stepped it up and you know, uh, it's amazing because I go back to the launch of Power, and we really did not think that there was going to be a whole lot coming out of NWA Power, but they have leveraged that show. They've leveraged the GPB Studios here in Atlanta to do their tapings. They've leveraged this idea of pay-per-view. Um, they're really on it right now. They are really Listen, on it. We, we talked about it earlier, but dear church planner and entrepreneur, don't stay so focused on WWE and AEW that you miss the fact that putting 120 bodies in a building with great cameras and great angles can get you a crowd. Absolutely. And what it's done That's for true. them, you know, if you think about it, it's the same way that NXT kind of came up. NXT won't leave Full Sail. Full Sail is a small venue, but it creates the kind of buzz that makes it where when you go anywhere else, you want to fill that space up. And so uh, I I think, again, there's something to be said for what the NWA is doing. And again, they're staying consistent. They're bringing us another pay-per-view in April, um, which they're looking to do in a larger venue. So we don't know uh, the city that it'll be in yet. Maybe it'll be in Atlanta. I hope they'll go to um, center stage. That'd be really, really dope. But if they don't, wherever they take it, the thing that we all know is they have enough of an audience now where the audience is going to follow them. 
And I think that's a pretty amazing thing for the NWA. So shout out to the NWA continuing to do great things and offering us great pay-per-view and great TV tapings as well this past weekend. That moves us, of course, uh, that was Friday. Saturday, NXT brought us Worlds Collide. It was the first time that they brought us Worlds Collide live. Of course, that used to be something that they would do prior to uh, WrestleMania that they would do kind of on Access Weekend, and they would uh, give us tape delay of it, but they brought it to us live, bringing NXT versus NXT UK. Now, while I won't go over all of the specific results, even though I could, I want to talk about what you thought about uh, NXT Worlds Collide because, gosh, Triple H, he's got something special, man. Triple H can't be beat live from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Cannot be beat. He got all of the people under his umbrella under one match, under one roof. And here's the thing that he gave us. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. DIY. Do I say anymore? 22 minutes, 55 seconds. Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm. And then you have Walter and the boys taking on the undisputed era. Come on, man. It was very tough for Sunday to look better than Saturday. Yeah, once again, once again, it doesn't matter what form NXT shows up in. When you have the alleged main roster after them, it just doesn't seem to fly. Uh, Clack, did you get to check out Worlds Collide? I have not yet, but Noah and I are actually going to tackle it today. Yes. Uh, he has been talking about it nonstop. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see how it all pans out especially after going to nxt live yeah um but but I, i'm gonna tell you all this i don't know if she's on worlds collide or if she was at the royal rumble but that bianca belair yes lord yes that's somebody's champion yes lord yeah she's got grit she's mm-hmm. tough mm-hmm. she's yeah. strong mm-hmm. she makes very few mistakes mm-hmm. but she she's a problem you know, yep. and what's so interesting about her is, you know, so much, uh, so much of NXT is filled with great independent stars that we forget that NXT is also the home for the Performance Center, where they are actually building new That's stars. She is, she's not been on the indie circuit. She learned how to wrestle at the Performance Center. Wow! And wow. And, and let me Man. just throw something else out there. You want to know who discovered her? Who? The great Mark Henry. Really? Mark Henry is who discovered Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair was a track star who had been doing some incredible things, and he got wind of her, and he was like, you can do this. Got her into the Performance Center, and as they say, the rest is history. She has proven herself to be at the top of the uh, of the heap, and uh, she does have a title shot coming at NXT Portland, uh, NXT TakeOver Portland, uh, in a couple of weeks against Rhea Ripley, which I think that match is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, she's strong, and, and if you get a chance on the WWE Network, they actually have um, uh, what they call their performance combine, kind of like the, like the NFL combine. Um, they've done that with their uh, NXT superstars. It is a six-hour show. And I mean, it's, really? it's as real as real gets. You know, they have performance uh, challenges in terms of strength challenges, speed challenges, and hands down, she smoked all of the other female competitors there. She <laughs> is the real deal. 
And so I think, you know, we have the privilege of watching a new superstar being formed and groomed right before our eyes with uh, Bianca Belair. And uh, I'll tell you, I am I am wildly impressed with her. And uh, like you said, she's going to be a champion real soon. She is both native to Clack and I because she's from Knoxville, Tennessee, and attended the. Uh, she graduated from the University of Tennessee, yep. but she spent a little time here in Texas at Texas A and M University as well. Nice. So when you think about somebody that a CrossFit champion, she's well groomed. Absolutely. Do you guys want a truth bomb? Go. Of course. Brace, brace yourselves. So as she's walking down to the ring and she's throwing that ponytail around, I decided that I took a picture of her. And I said to uh, a good friend of mine, LeBron friend and Adrian Davis, I said, guys, I just found Mrs. Davis. I said, (laughs) AD, you got to come and get Bianca Belair. I said, she's a little rough, but she can also be your armor bearer and your nurse. Listen. Well, the the only Perfect. the only problem with that is I'm sure Monte, problem is. Montez Ford would probably have something to say about that, as that is his <laughs> wife. Here, here, here's so the I question. Her up and said, "You fool! She's already married. You'll get a new shot." Right. <laughs> here's the question. Uh, Montez and AD should have a talk off for. The best talker. Mont- Mont- Montez would win that hands down. Montez, yeah, Montez Mont- he's yeah. tough, yo. He's tough. Yeah. <laughs> he is tough. Let's tell AD he needs a female. He needs somebody that can be knocked up and knocked out at the same time Ooh. that he can knock somebody out. That's I'm telling you, yeah. I scratched into something. Yeah, you He did. needs the kind of wife that could slap somebody for him. No, for okay, real. Okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Jacqueline, if you're listening, uh-uh. oh, this now is, Courtney not listening. That's not even you're, right. You're supposed to be in Huntsville in a few days. You're gonna get canceled, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's gonna be with you. Just mention Miss Jacqueline. Listen, Jacqueline Devin. You terrible. So wait, since we're talking about the NXT Women's Division, I have to ask you guys about a major change that NXT has done in the last week or so. So uh, last week. On um, WWE Backstage, Becky Lynch was asked by CM Punk and Renee uh, Young about kind of what what's next for the women's division. And she said, I wish that there was not even a division called the women's division. She doesn't want that term involved. And literally the next day, NXT decided to do an experiment where they stopped calling the women's championship the women's championship. So... Right now in NXT, Rhea Ripley is considered the NXT champion, just like Adam Cole is considered the NXT champion. And in the UK, you've got Walter as the UK champion, and you have Kaylee Ray as the UK champion. So I want to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on NXT making the decision to remove the title women from the women's championship? Uh, in NXT and in NXT UK. First, you want me to? Oh, you can have all this lawsuit. Go ahead. Lawsuit? <laughs> what are you talking about? This ain't a lawsuit. I, I want to posture myself as an equal opportunity advocate. So if you are going to say that she is the NXT champion, and remove the women's division, 
then just like men and women can essentially grapple to be an anchor man, then let's have women in the Royal Rumble. Let's have women taking on Adam Cole. Let's just mix the whole thing up. If we if we want equality and it's all about equal equal, why can't we just get rid of the additional belts? We got one belt, and if Bianca Belair can get a shot at Adam Cole, I'm all for that. Hmm. Okay. That's what they are essentially suggesting. I would imagine. Courtney, what do you think? Look at him. He's just, he's just pontificating. I wish you guys could see it. He is stuck in this album cover uh, kind of foes. It's hilarious. He is an album cover. It looks like an album cover. Right. <laughs> the final frontier. <laughs> no, it's space guaranteed gap. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. That's hilarious. Well, as he's getting ready to come back. GB, am I wrong for my premise? Well, I, I have another thought, right? And and I think this other thought, I definitely understand the premise, considering, of course, Impact Wrestling has a female world's champion right now. Um, the question that I ha- well, I have a question, but I'll, I'll save it. Courtney is back. Courtney, what are your thoughts on this uh, whole situation? Listen, I had to tap out because, listen, the... Th- th- Nothing wrong, guys, with me being a son. There's nothing wrong with me being a son. There's nothing wrong with me being a father. Nothing wrong with me being a pastor. There's nothing wrong with me being black. Wrong with me being African-American. I think we may be getting to a place where we hate titles. And when I say that, these are titles that bring great distinction so people can understand what they're watching, what they're viewing, not devaluing, because removal doesn't change a value of a person's heart. So I think that a, I think the equality is maybe we should consider it the men's title now. Well, that's where I, I was don't getting ready. Re- I don't think we should remove women's title. Yeah. Because women have fought so hard to have the name women have value, stature, and a great standard. And so I think, why not call it the WWE Men's Heavyweight Championship, like they do in boxing. And so I I feel like this is one of those scenarios where jump the gun so quickly. But also, here's another thing I want to say. Is I understand why they call it the women's title because listen, if if Clack had named Noah Brandon Clack, he'd be Brandon Clack Jr. Making him a junior, adding a caveat to his name, does not mean that he has then. As a matter of fact, I believe that there's a possibility that when you're secondary, great shall you do. And so she's missing out on the opportunity to do greater works under the women's name. For me, I was going to suggest what you said, but but a different spin on it, and that spin is this. I really think we now understand how much they've devalued women, and here's why I say that. Because what they should have done was said, okay, we're going to now just rechristen this the WWE Men's World Championship. 
instead of taking the women's distinction away because you create confusion. And the fact that you won't call it the men's championship says that you still prefer men over women and that this is still a male-dominated sport and that the concept of calling it the men's championship never entered your mind. In the Olympics, we have men's swimming and women's swimming. We have men's gymnastics and women's gymnastics. We have men's basketball and women's basketball. And nobody thinks twice about it because there is the expectation that the men are going to battle the men and the women are going to battle the women. There's absolutely nothing wrong with classifications, subgenres, etc. It's how we can put classifications and determine that equal is competing against equal. Case in point, and I shudder to bring this up, but you'll get it. The Grammy Awards. There are 81 different categories in the Grammys. All of this music is considered equal, but in order to properly reward it, we put it in classifications so that you understand the difference between when you have a rap album uh, calling itself the best rap album versus the best overall album. And I don't think there's anything wrong with classifications. I think it becomes a problem when we devalue um, what makes us different. Women are different than men. There's no doubt about it. And I don't care how equal we are. We have different functions. There's not a man alive that would volunteer to get pregnant and have a baby. There's not a man alive that would volunteer to have a menstrual cycle. It just won't happen. Um, and, and that's just because we were created to be structurally different. We have to learn to celebrate that without devaluing that. And I really wish that the WWE would not be afraid to just say, hey, we have a men's division and we have a women's division. And so we'll go ahead and call it a men's division and call it a women's division. And this way there's not confusion because if you say the NXT champion is Rhea Ripley and the NXT champion is Adam Cole, it doesn't make a lick of sense. But if you say the NXT men's champion is Adam Cole and the NXT women's champion is Rhea Ripley, nobody thinks that it's crazy. So with that said, next. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're going to start seeing more mixed, mixed agenda matches. Well, and it's all good. It's all good until Brock Lesnar uh, suplexes Bianca Belair to uh, Jupiter. Well, and and the other problem with that is the optics. And we might get into this, but Raven actually said something that was interesting. Raven said he does not like intergender matches because they look like spousal abuse. That's a whole nother conversation. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble, some major returns, and we'll get into uh, AEW's second presentation of Bash at the Beach. Uh, Very intriguing stuff, to say the least. Uh, But right now, though, we're going to a break. Um, I'm so sorry. That's terrible. I just keep replaying it. Oh, my God. A belly to belly, oh mother flying smooth out the arena. We're going Did to. Did you see how he belly to belly? Uh, Johnny John Morrison. Oh yeah, he John. Did yeah, that was brutal. Listen to me. If Brock Lesnar suplexes Bianca Belair at Royal Rumble, she's landing at SmackDown. Oh my God! That's All right, we're gonna take a break. Here's CFO with Noah's favorite theme song. It's called. Hey, bro, you got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is the Stroke Daddy, Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to the faction. Bro. 
Wrestling fans, join us for SHW 17, Friday, February 7th at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. The inaugural SHW Tag Team Champions will be crowned as the Lynch Mob battles not yet rated inside a steel cage. It's going to be a steel cage match for the SHW Tag Team Championship. Unbelievable. Southern Honor Champion Corey Hollis defends his title against the Prince of Petty, Ashton Starr. Celebrating in the ring is Ashton Starr, your new number one contender for the SHW Championship. The monster of SHW, Sunny Days, makes his in-ring return as he takes on Gunnar Miller. The crowd has come alive here with Sunny Days. They sure have. Plus, Danny Jordan versus Catalina Perez. Owen Knight versus Cam Carter. Joe Black versus Sean Legacy. Kyle Matthews versus David Ali. And so much more. Don't miss Southern Honor Wrestling Live. Doors open at 7 p.m. Bell time at 8. Tickets start at only $10. Grab yours now at southernhonorwrestling.com. I can't believe what we saw here tonight, folks. I mean, this is insane. SHW, this is our wrestling. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. 
Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. I yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. Know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Why you did that? Wait, why you did that? What are you I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Hey Bro. That's Matt Riddle's theme music by CFO. All right, GB, let's get it. All right, so there's a lot going on, of course, in the world of pro wrestling. One of those things, of course, is the Royal Rumble, which took place this weekend from uh, Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. A lot went down at the Royal Rumble. Um, including now we know who's going to WrestleMania in the main event on both the women and the men's side. Congratulations to Charlotte Flair, who won the Women's Royal Rumble, and to Drew McIntyre, who won the Men's Royal Rumble. And I seem to remember mentioning that last week, that I thought they would be kind of our our leaders there. But a lot happened with the Rumble. We had some surprises. Um, we had some returns. We had some interesting results. Guys, I want to get your thoughts on uh, this year's presentation of the Royal Rumble. Uh, Clack, let's start with you. Man, the Royal Rumble is always, always, always one of my favorite events. Um, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was disappointed. I did not want to see Drew McIntyre win the Royal Rumble. To me, he just doesn't have main stage, main event written on him yet. I'd love to see him as a mid-card somewhere or even send him back to NXT. But, you know, just to see him in the ring with Brock Lesnar, Brock's going to have to really make this guy. So I'm disappointed by that. Uh, But but overall, you know, obviously, you know, no one can ever go wrong with Charlotte doing her thing. Uh, which is is obviously going to be amazing. I am upset that Asuka did not beat the fake Stone Cold. I am no longer going to refer to her, her as Becky Lynch. She is the fake Stone Cold. And I was really looking forward to the great Muda 2.0 beating the fake Stone Cold. And uh, I hate that that didn't happen. So I'm really banking on Charlotte. Charlotte, you got to come through. And, and defeat this imposter at WrestleMania. It, it just got to happen. I, I can't take any more. I'm sick of it. Uh, but but overall, I thought the Royal Rumble, I would give it a B plus. Uh, the, the surprises were cool. Um, MVP, I was happy to see him because I really love John Murray. Other than that, I would sleep on, on MVP. But, but to see Edge and to see the pop, Mm-hmm. I said, thank God the Attitude Era has walked back in the building to Lord. save the day. I, you can't tell me that Edge is not the embodiment and the and the 
byproduct of the attitude error. Well, I said, Ed, come on in here, brood. Edge was actually considered by many to be part of the ruthless aggression era because that's when he won Earth his world championship. At the attitude era. Oh, that's where he, he was, was formed. Baby in the attitude. He was in the era. womb of the attitude era. <laughs> oh, Whatever God, you are in the womb of, you are a byproduct of. Oh, that's, that's why he's a byproduct of the oh, attitude era. Gosh, that's hilarious. Royal Rumble, you know, I. Again, there's a part of me that thinks that uh, the big pay-per-views actually need to leave NXT alone. In other words, they need to not have NXT as the event before because NXT sets the bar so high that it's hard for anybody to meet it. Now, if we change our expectations, then we can look at it from a different uh, viewpoint. So I'll say this. The Royal Rumble remains one of my favorite matches. Uh, no matter what, I can watch that match over and over. There's a lot of intrigue in it. Um, the Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, Lord, what, oh The Women's Royal Rumble, um, I thought was good. I thought, again, Charlotte was the right person for the job. Um, I'll tell you what's intriguing to me about both the men's and women's Royal Rumble. In times past, you knew pretty much all 30 people that were going to be in. This year, not so much. I mean, on the women's side, you probably had seven or eight people that had declared they were going to be in the Royal Rumble. So the question now is, okay, where were they grabbing all these people from? So they better thank God for NXT, who really helped to fill some of that void for both the men's and the women's Royal Rumble. The addition of NXT, uh, particularly after the Survivor Series, made things interesting because you actually had moments where you thought perhaps somebody from NXT could win the Royal Rumble. Um, which I thought was cool. Uh, some great moments. I thought it was super neat to see Keith Lee in there uh, get his moments against Brock Lesnar. Of course, you kind of, you know, the men's Royal Rumble was kind of like a tale of two rumbles. You had part A, which was super dominant Brock, and then you had part B, which was dominant Drew. Um, you know, and somewhere in between there, people had a chance to get their fills. So, um, I. Personally, I thought Drew McIntyre was the right person to win the Royal Rumble. Um, there's been a nice bit of a buzz around him over these last few months um, where he is. The people are starting to love him. Um, I think he's long overdue to be a main event player. And uh, it's a match that we haven't seen. Drew versus Brock is a match we want to see. So uh, give us the hey, match. We, we also want to see Keith Lee come in there, too. That was all right. That was uh, And did you guys catch Brock dancing to Keith Lee's music? That was hilarious. Yeah. That yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, listen. I, I actually would have been fine seeing Matt Riddle win it over Drew McIntyre. Oh, listen. Now, now you've just been bit by the Matt Riddle bug. I, that is. <laughs> You've been bit by the Matt Riddle buck. I love Keith Lee being in there, but that spear that Ed gave Ooh. Dolph Ziggler. Man. God. But did you see when, and I mentioned it earlier in the show, when Brock suplexed John Morrison? I, <laughs> dude, that, I thought, I said, he's going to blow his knee out. I don't know if people still do that. I said, he's going to blow his knee out. Man, Brock is strong, man. Yeah, Brock came. Uh, it, it, it was actually good watching him go on that run. But I wasn't mad when Drew McIntyre kicked him in the face and got him up out of there. Uh, did you did you see that there was backstage controversy? What was that? Between oh, Matt yeah. Riddle and Brock. Yeah, I did. I, I read that. I, I heard that words were passed. 
that Matt Riddle did back down, and and they they said Brock brought the fight to him. But remember last year's Royal Rumble, Matt Riddle had words with Goldberg. I think young man needs to settle down before he really gets hurt. Well, it's well, all or that the way that it ended was Brock told him essentially, "Yo, let's not make this happen in real life because I'm gonna hurt you." And supposedly Listen. after that, Matt Riddle was like, "All right, you know, whatever." FU and you know then he leaves the room but if, when Brock if, tells you let's not make this happen in real life they said Kobe Bean Bryant said he to Michael Jordan just remember who you're talking to when you talk that smack remember Matt Riddle who you're talking to when you're talking to the beast incarnate if he'll suplex Bianca Belair into the second segment of Smackdown he'll suplex you into Raw why do we keep talking about Brock suplexing Bianca Belair? Like, let's not do that. But but I will say this. Matt Riddle has surprised me. Um, when, when Matt Riddle came to uh, NXT, I was super excited because, of course, he had done quite a bit on the indie circuit, a lot in Evolve, et cetera, et cetera. But I've not been impressed with the way in which he has gotten under the skin of a lot of folks, whether it was Goldberg or Brock Lesnar. I mean, I I think Matt Riddle has to be careful because, yes, he was a former MMA fighter, but um, you're not going to be that big and not have some real pinup aggression in you when people start talking cross-eyed and cross-ways to you. So I think Matt Riddle has to be super, super careful or else uh, he could find himself uh, in a bad, bad situation. Yep, it's all fun and games until you get the taste slapped out your mouth. Yeah, man. It's, I, it's... I, 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 I la psychosis slapping Conan. Listen, I mean, he slapped Conan with such, I mean, I just, I mean, I screamed when he slapped him. And, and, and Conan just decided to walk away, which I'm like, mm. if you you got listen, hit like that on the streets and you walked away? This, he Conan into clarity. He did. He was. He was. <laughs> Conan became very clear. Started out. I'm very clear what's happening right now. Yeah. You know, most people slapping you blackout. Oh no, slapping the clarity. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. I have to see that. I, I still haven't seen this oh, slap. Oh, it's it's in our group chat. It it is it is. Uh, it ain't right, it's and it it, it 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 just ain't right. And and Conan. Man, it, if somebody slapped me, I probably slapped in the clarity too. I'm gonna sit down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was clack. You got if, if you haven't seen this guy, it's really, gotta, it's really something. It, it was startling. It was, it was. Let me ask you this: uh, perhaps the biggest surprise of the Royal Rumble was the return of Edge. Uh, some folks yeah. had rumored it, but um, he denied it. Well, he came back. I mean, shredded, shredded. And ended up yeah. uh, as one of the last people in the Royal Rumble match. What do you think about the return of Edge and the fact he showed up on Raw and looks like he'll end up in a program with Randy Orton? Uh, I think Randy is a great person to start him in a program with. The only other person besides Randy, I mean, Randy is great for storyline. The other safest person to put him in a ring would have been The Miz. Uh, but I think it's great to have Edge back nine years being gone. We all remember the day after Mania when he retired, the saddest thing you'd ever want to see in your life. Mm-hmm. And it, you, you saw him almost break down crying when he came. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Clack, what do you think? Yeah, I'm happy for him. He's in great shape. 
He seems to have great mental awareness still of the business and how to handle himself. And uh, Randy's going to be good, but I would have loved to have seen him with Brock. Ooh. No, I, 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 not yet. No, not Edge should have won the title. Well, Talk yeah. about a oh, feel-good oh, moment. Man. Wow. Talk wow. about a feel-good wow. moment. That would have wow. been a pop-pops. Wow. I think that would have been up there with Kofi. Wow. Yeah, that, that would have been a pop, man. Be, Because, you know, when you look at, like, an Edge, you look at a Daniel Bryan, you look at a Shawn Michaels, who, you know, those kinds of injuries caused retirement, and you don't seem to come back from that. And so to be able to come back from that, um, and again, to be able to end things on your own terms is really, really dope. So I'm I'm excited and for Edge. I hate to get into comparison so early, but guys, I think that guys who are gone longer than five years, if you can't do what Sean did when he came back, don't come back. Sean was better than that can go around. Do, do you time do you think- out? Go ahead. Do, do you do you not think that Edge is as good as he was when he left? I, we don't have enough to tell yet. Um, what the, the thing that shocked me about Sean was Sean went night in, night out. Yeah. Sean lost for like two years straight and was amazing. So I'm I'm eager to see can Edge be that? Can he be great in losing? Because Sean was still the showstopper, Missile, Mr. WrestleMania. But I don't know that I want Edge to come back and lose. Now, I don't think Edge should win every match, but I also don't want to see Edge every week. I don't think Edge should be on our TVs every week. I think, well, first of all, we don't know how much he can go, right? So we don't know if he's just got enough for WrestleMania and that's it, or if he's going to end, end up back on a full-time competition. But I do think that Edge has proven so much already, an 11 or 12-time world champion, a multiple-time tag team champion. There's not much left for him to prove other than, and so I think when you get to that stage, you know, there is a stage in your career where you don't need a championship. Um, You know, Undertaker hit that stage. John Cena hit that stage. Honestly, I think Roman Reigns is at that stage right now where you don't need a championship to define your greatness i mean you've already won them you've already proven yourself edge is in that scenario so i think now edge is just in a space give us dream matches give us things we wanted to see you and aj styles edge and adam cole for crying out loud i mean like there, there are matches out there for edge to have that would keep us on literally the edge of our seats um you know uh, i just don't think he needs to be in a championship match and I think a feud like one with Randy Orton kind of reminds me. I think they can do business like Sean and Triple H did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with. I will still agree though with Clack. They missed a moment by not crowning Edge at Mania. Then he could have gotten into a great feud with Drew McIntyre, dropped the ball, dropped the uh, title to him. Well, I don't know. Or, or, at, or at least it gives us a. Well, I, we're going to get into this in, in the next segment, but. At least it gives us a chance to get Christian back. Do we want Christian back? Oh, of course we do. Why? Because Edge is back. But see, what Edge- man has ever seen Michael Jackson sing and Billie Jean and thought to himself, "I sure can't wait for rent for uh, 
Jermaine to get up there and sing. Let's get serious. No, you're <laughs> missing the point. No one has ever done that. Rock is pummeling Edge, and here comes Christian. No, Come but, on. But Christian can't save Edge from Brock. But you, you have to think about it from the fans' perspective. We get Edge and Christian beating down Brock. But here's the thing. The thing for me is Edge and Christian managed to have successful solo careers, but you could argue that Christian's solo career was most successful outside of WWE, being the uh, TNA World Champion multiple times. You know, no one believed in his World Championship reign in WWE. Edge, on the other hand, Edge, I mean, literally became a superstar uh, without needing to be back in a tag team. So I don't know that we need Christian back because Edge is back. Unlike, like, for instance, Chris. if it's not like the Hardys where we needed both of them back to work. And when Matt's by himself, it just isn't the same without Jeff. Clack, give me the opening line of Christian song ahead. You can't do it. I am, but everybody I am Christian. I oh, am Christian. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. no. What, what it was no. is it's Christian, Christian. At last, oh. you're on your own. Is that? No. Courtney, that sounds, I'm about to give you a two-five. That sounds like something we sang at a vacation Bible school when I was a kindergartner. Christian. <laughs> His song should have been I am a C I am a C-H I am a C-H-R-I-S-C-I But everybody know You think you know me It's just a game changer Yeah Okay here we go GB are you ready for me to level Courtney Please We all love Oh Erica's worship leader Him and Aaron Lindsay back together again <laughs> but you can't. No, wait. Tell let's be me, clear. I'm wait, lying. Wait, 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 wait. Though, wait, wait, wait. I think if we're gonna mention that Israel and Aaron Lindsay, um, both individually ha- bring a ton to the table. You can take Aaron. Listen, Aaron Lindsay as a standalone producer. Everybody wants him. Listen, I everybody. Get it. I, I don't. There's you not that equal. Together. But there's not. But, but what I'm saying is. Israel, well, and let me, oh, 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 here, okay, 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 here's a deal, here's a, here's a deal, and I'm just gonna say this, I'm gonna say this, <sighs> Edge became a world champion and functioned incredibly well, if not better, without Christian, he didn't need Christian to be great. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Monday Night Raw is what we're going to talk about. Um, and uh, and we're going to ask about WrestleMania. What can WrestleMania, what does WrestleMania need to do to really be uh, absolutely amazing? Uh, we're going to talk about AEW as well. But right now, let's go to some music from Survivor. This is Eye of the Tiger. It's the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man, and you're tuned in to the faction.
Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click Advertise. Uh-huh. Or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. Attention wrestling fans, join us for SHW 17, Friday, February 7th at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. The inaugural SHW Tag Team Champions will be crowned as the Lynch Mob battles not yet rated inside a steel cage. It's going to be 
gonna be a steel cage match for the SHW Tag Team Championship. Unbelievable. Southern Honor Champion Corey Hollis defends his title against the Prince of Petty, Ashton Starr. Celebrating in the ring is Ashton Starr, your new number one contender for the SHW Championship. The monster of SHW, Sunny Days, makes his in-ring return as he takes on Gunnar Miller. The crowd has come alive here with Sunny Days. They sure have. Plus, Danny Jordan versus Catalina Perez. Owen Knight versus Cam Carter. Joe Black versus Sean Legacy. Kyle Matthews versus David Ali. And so much more. Don't miss Southern Honor Wrestling Live. Doors open at 7 p.m. Bell time at 8. Tickets start at only $10. Grab yours now at southernhonorwrestling.com. I can't believe what we saw here tonight, folks. I mean, this is insane. SHW, this is our wrestling. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Eye of the Tiger. That's by Survivor. Uh, Courtney, it's my recap time, man. WWE Live was wrong. Was wrong. Was wrong. WWE was live from Alamo City, the city that I live in, the city that Clack escaped from, San Antonio, Texas, home of HBK Sean Mike. And here's how it went down. Drew McIntyre challenged WWE champion Brock Lesnar for the WrestleMania title. Rey Mysterio defeated MVP. Shout out John Murray. Aleister Black defeated Kenneth Johnson. Raw Tag Team Champion Seth Rollins. Buddy Murphy defeated Kevin Owens. Samoa Joe. Humber Carrillo defeated the United States Champion Brade. Charlotte Flair defeated Women's Tag Champion Oscar. 24-7 champion Mojo Raleigh defeated No Way Jose. R-Truth defeated Raleigh to win the title. And Raleigh defeated R-Truth to win it back. Liv Morgan defeated Lana. Eric Roman defeated Brandon Vice. And Randy Orton attacked Edge. Guys, what did you think of Monday Night Raw? Clack, I defer to you, sir. An absolute A+. I thought Monday Night Raw had a slow build. I thought Monday Night Raw kept my attention the whole night. And then to get me to the point, I'm telling y'all the truth. I just knew for sure that the whole point of Edge was to reunite him with Randy. Me too. I really did. And I don't know if it's because the crowd was so sold on it. That I just did, I just did not see that RKO coming. Mm-hmm. I really did. I really felt some kind of way. Like, dang, how, how did I not see this? Mm-hmm. And when he did that, I said, "Oh, wait!" I, I just, I just knew that that we had something special on our hands. And so, uh, I, I think, it, you know, if I'm honest, Raw probably was going to end up being a C plus for me. But Edge and Randy Orton, they, they took it to an A. Yeah. You know, yeah, all my emotions were there. Yeah, I think I think it's the little things that Raw did that made this work. For instance, um, again, I, I hate to use this term, but order of service it matters, right? Yeah. So you know, starting off with the with the uh, Royal Rumble winner, building off of the the last image we saw at the Royal Rumble makes a big difference. Building the whole Edge situation in terms of his return. Um, built it throughout the whole show. For those who were new fans, it got you acclimated with why people went crazy. 
to have Edge have the final speech. And then, you know, one of the reasons we thought Rated RKO was going to get back together was because the night before, they worked together so well at the Royal Rumble that it only made sense for them to come back together. Um, And then let me talk about the things that were small that most didn't notice that happened. We started off with a new commentary team. Tom Phillips, Byron Saxton joining Jerry the King Lawler. Vic Joseph, gone. And so basically the experiment of Vic Joseph and Dio Madden that came to us after the draft is over. Three months of Monday Night Raw sounding worse than 205 Live. Now they bring in some experienced people. Tom Phillips, of course, uh, was the voice of NXT for quite some time, the voice of SmackDown for quite some time. Um, You know, he's just got the goods. He handled things all weekends long incredibly well. Uh, He's been recently the voice of NXT UK, and he fit in like a hand in glove they took us back to a three-man team and while i'm not the biggest fan of byron saxton the three of them together made monday night raw feel a lot more important than vic joseph no offense to vic joseph but you know this is raw raw supposed to be kind of your big show it needs to feel that way here's another thing that happened that most didn't realize for the first time since the new deal dare i say Monday Night Raw went five minutes over. Right? I was very concerned at 10.57 when Randy Orton walked out. And I was like, okay, we're going to miss this moment. And WWE connected with USA to allow five more minutes. 11.05 used to be the go-home time for Monday Night Raw, when Monday Night Raw really mattered. So I think that Monday Night Raw had enough of the elements to make us go, oh, we're starting to see the start of WrestleMania season. Yeah. This is going... If they do this right, it has potential to really be the resurgence of Monday Night Raw. Now they have to do what they haven't been able to do, which is build on these things consecutively they're good for having a one-off great show and then two or three weeks follow up that aren't so good but i think they have potential to do something special with this gb i don't feel like arguing with you today so let me make my statement and let move on i don't feel like all that today i got time for that today i don't feel feel like that don't feel like that so let me make my statement and go on the guys in the locker room better take Edge and Randy Orton's film home and study it because them boys was birthed out of something that these new boys ain't birthed out of. They worked for something that these new boys were handed. They had me for real, for real, afraid for the life and existence of Edge. I was very concerned because Randy, you sister. I so wish you guys could all see when his face gets stuck. Oh, it's like gosh. a gift. It really is. It really, really is. Oh man, he's he's gonna come back. But what I, what I do know, and I, I can echo that point, and I totally agree that this the build yeah. that Randy Orton and Edge had, and here's what I think it was birthed out of. It was birthed out of a time frame. When people entered the wrestling business because they loved the business, because they were students of the business. Randy Orton, a third generation wrestler, it's been in his blood. 
Edge paid attention to all of the greats back in the day. And so they understand telling a story. They understand timing. And you know what it's like? It's like the person who gets in the music business because they saw this as a kid and they've always wanted to be in the music business versus the people who watched making the band. And when they watched making the band, they were like, ooh, Mm. I can get rich. So let me just go in and let me just, you know, So and it's a difference. It's the difference between the kids who make the music, who want to be producers, who actually want to produce versus the folks who call themselves producers because they, quote, make beats. It's that difference. And what we have right now with the yeah. new generation, what we have with the new generation wrestler right now is the wrestler who has not gotten in the business because they love the industry and they were students of the industry. What we have now, it's amazing to me that wrestlers will get on camera and not know their history and not know the people that came before them and and brag about the fact that, no, I didn't study this business. That's not something to brag about. And conversely, you can't re- you can't perform the same. And do you think that between now and WrestleMania, Randy Orton's going to post a picture with him and Edge hanging out chilling? Absolutely not. So, boys, you listen. If you guys want us to keep tuning into you, you better change some stuff. No, I agree. And I don't see the AEW boys hanging out together on social media. Well, they're, they're ha- well, it depends on when you when you look. But I think, again, they're going after some different things. And so, you know, again, Monday Night Raw, again, the ending of it was absolutely amazing. I think we need the Edges and Randy Ortons of the world. We need them. Because they represent a time and they represent a wrestler that is not, um, that is not the norm right now. I definitely think for sure we've got a special situation on our hands with Edge and Randy Orton. And listen, it it can only escalate into something far better. They are guys that don't need coaching, right? They're the guys that you can send out there and just say, go fill up the next eight minutes. And they'll tell us a story that will absolutely blow us away. You know, again, you know, you start talking about the difference. And while I love the idea of the performance center. I hate the idea that with the performance center comes a script. With the performance yeah, center comes somebody telling you, here's what you go do. No, if it's not in your blood, you're not going to be able to do it. And that is the problem that we have. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, it's much more difficult for the wrestling to connect because the truth of it is, um, when you don't have history attached to it and you don't have passion attached to it, and for you it's merely a check, it's a problem. I agree. It is. It is. It is the truth. So that that's why I'm, I am glad that they brought Edge back, probably for some OJT, some on the job training to help these guys see some of the organic passion that it takes. To be able to involve us. Right. That's the key. You have to involve us. Absolutely. I totally agree. So with that said, we are on the road to WrestleMania officially. We have just a few pay-per-views left. You've got NXT TakeOver Portland. You've got uh, an event coming from uh, Saudi Arabia in February, which is kind of a new thing um, in terms of on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, There aren't a whole lot of pay-per-views in between now and then. What does the WWE have to do 
to make this WrestleMania memorable? What do we need to see on the road to WrestleMania that'll make us tune in? We, we got to see Edge and Randy Orton type moments. Okay. We have got to see some surprise visits mm-hmm. at WrestleMania, i.e. The Rock. We got to get The Rock in the ring some kind of way. Okay. Uh, especially after what happened with his dad. Mm-hmm. To me, it just makes sense. You know, it's it's just a, a heartwarming moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to see a major title change hands. Okay. Somebody's got to lose. Either fake Stone Cold or Bray Wyatt or Brock. Somebody's got to drop a major strap uh, in order for this thing to feel like it made some waves. Okay. And so uh, th- those are a few of my, my ideas, my, my thoughts. Okay. Courtney, what do you think needs to happen for uh, WrestleMania to be memorable? I need to find better Wi on the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> better Wi Fi. Okay. That, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we, 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 we really, you know what? I think at this point, I would love to start seeing the humanity of Brock. I love hug between him and Shelton Benjamin. I loved watching him dance to Keith Lee. So I would love to see him dominated by Drew McIntyre. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. For me, um, I definitely think uh, WrestleMania should be Drew McIntyre's crowning moment um, to, to mark the start of something new. Here's what's unpredictable. You know, this time last year at the Royal Rumble, none of us saw Kofi Mania coming. Um, and no. so, I, and there were no plans for Kofi Mania. I think that WWE, to some degree, is leaving things a little open to see what are the fans going to jump behind. The fans are clearly jumping behind Drew McIntyre right now. So I think that's going to be a moment. I think if you want to see a real big surprise, I think what needs to happen is Charlotte Flair needs to challenge Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Sounds crazy, but here's the deal. We've seen Charlotte and Becky a million times. I don't know what else they would have to do to make that memorable for WrestleMania because I don't think Charlotte and Becky have the chemistry or the allure that, say, a Charlotte and Asuka, a Charlotte and Sasha... Or, uh, you know, a rock stone cold uh, would have. They don't have that. So I'm not looking for that kind of a match between them. And I don't have that kind of anticipation. But a Rhea Ripley, she's new. She's untested at the uh, WrestleMania stage. It brings the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Yes, I'm still calling it the Women's Championship. Uh, It brings that championship into the forefront. At WrestleMania, you've got a first. And again, infusing the NXT brand gives you the opportunity for several first-time matches on a WrestleMania scale. So I think the opportunity to utilize that will give it something different, uh, give it something which which you need. You know, uh, I, I still think it needs to be two days. It's too late for them to do two days. Maybe they'll consider that for next year. Um, as something they could learn from New Japan. But I definitely think there are some things that they can do that will make this WrestleMania really, really special. And it does not have to lean on superstars in terms of celebrities from outside of the business. And it doesn't have to have... Listen, I don't want to see a meaningless 
uh, legend return. If a legend's going to return, it needs to mean something. It needs to have yeah. worth and value. The edge piece has worth and value because it doesn't feel like it's going to be a one-off. Give us a match, yeah. which means this. I don't want to see any of the former MMA guys showing up. I don't need uh, Vasquez or whatever his name was um, who came and stunk up the joint in Saudi Arabia. I don't need any of that stuff. Give me the stuff that's going to make sense. And I'll tell you what else would be big. If they Can you imagine if they land a big signing between now and Mania? And you have that person debut at Mania? Like, that would just be bonkers. Can you imagine if they got their hands on a big talent from New Japan? Or a big talent from AEW? Which I don't know that they could right now. But that would be kind of big. They they need something you for You mean like value. if Kenny Omega showed up? Listen, if Kenny Omega showed up, it'd be a wrap. Yeah. It would be a wrap. Hey, hey Clack, Kenny Omega's a guy who wrestles. <laughs> He's actually one half of the AEW I, Tag Team I, Champions. I actually know who Kenny is. He missed his chance. We should have already had a Kenny and AJ feud by now. Oh, oh shoot. That would, oh, oh. Well, speaking of Kenny, before we go, of course, AEW had their second presentation of Bash at the Beach last year. Yes, last yes. Week. One of the best shows they've had. Oh, yes. From the Chris Jericho cruise, might I add. Um, what were your thoughts on that as they returned to the States tonight uh, for, for AEW Dynamite? What do you think of the two-part bash at the beach? Big time. Felt good. Looked good. Tremendous show. And they're gearing up for Atlanta at the Phillips Arena. And I'm looking forward to that in a big, big way. Uh, Clack, any thoughts on uh, AEW Dynamite's bash at the beach parts one and two? Mm, I like the graphic. Wow. Bye. In the show. Here, here, you, here you come with nice gowns. What in the world? You know, I, I, I'll, say, I'll say this much. I think it was a brilliant move to incorporate the Chris Jericho cruise. Um, I mean, it brought for it made for a different feel, a different venue. Again, whenever you get the crowd singing Chris Jericho's Judas all together, nobody saw that coming. That was cool. Oh, that was cool. It was so good. Uh, so shout out to AEW. Again, it's another creative moment that they're able to bring us something we don't get to see every day. So I'm looking forward to AEW Dynamite tonight. Congratulations to Keith Lee, the new North American champion uh, who won the title last Wednesday on NXT. So both shows uh, tonight will be the uh, finale of the Dusty Cup. So I'm looking forward to that. Should be absolutely fantastic. And just lots of great wrestling all the way around so with that said uh, uh, yeah with that said i think we mentioned uh yeah we mentioned the big southern honor announcement last week uh as they are now on independentwrestling.tv so all around the world you can watch uh all the previous shows from southern honor wrestling right now you can stream it so you can check out the last two shows where uh i became a commentator with southern honor so check that out you can check out all sorts of amazing things there and the upcoming pay-per-view uh, will be on uh, IWTV just a couple of days after. So if you can't get here to Canton for it, um, you'll be able to check it out certainly on uh, independentwrestling.tv. All right, with that said, we're going to get out of here. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. I am Courtney Build on Instagram, Etsy Major Build on Twitter, Courtney Build Mamba out. Clack. 
Brandon J. Clack on all the social media platforms. Talk to you soon. And of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfide and you can follow us at The Faction Show. All sorts of great things happening. Uh, and stay connected to us. Stay connected to our podcast as well. Great things happening there. So until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are The Faction.